This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operations to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description. Welcome to Money Energy Flow on Rich Woman Magazine. Gabriella's gone through countless adversities through her lifetime and survived those multiple adversities. Nothing is stopping her and nothing will stop her from achieving what she sets out to achieve. She owns her journey and she's proud of who she is. Gabriella, I'd like to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Thank you, Stanley. And thank you, Dr. Marina. I've had the pleasure of getting to know the both of you and learning a lot from you as well and the community itself. Now, a little bit about myself and my background. I have, I say I've not had the easiest of upbringings, but I've grown up with a very loving, caring family. And my life has gone through, as, as Stanley says, you know, adversities. And I've created a group, adversities equals growth. Because there's one thing that I believe in, is that no matter where you've been from, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, or you, no matter what you're going to go through, you have the ability to achieve whatever you set out to achieve, no matter what. That is really no matter what. And when I say that is because I know that and because I've experienced that and I want to pass on the message that everyone has the ability to do that. See, it started out when I was six months old and I had meningitis and I was a very ill child and I was in intensive care unit for two weeks and my parents were at the worry that I was going to die. And they, it, it was, it was so abrupt, you know, I was this sweet little kid that wouldn't cry and my mum went back to work that day. And there was a time when she goes, she when she was going back to work, she said to the, the nanny that came in to look after me, she's so easy, she's this smiley kid that will sit through an exercise class with me, just smiling and, you know, chuckling away. And when my mum left about an hour after, I started crying nonstop and I wouldn't stop crying. And then my, my mother eventually took me to the doctors and, and they said it could be like a general urinary infection or it could be this. And my mother made that, that decision to take me off to the Royal Free Hospital where they had to guess what antibiotics and steroids they had to give me because they didn't know what type of meningitis it was. And they luckily guessed and through my childhood, backwards and forwards, my mom always took me to the doctors because the, the, the post effects of meningitis are quite powerful. I mean, I've, I've had eyesight 
degeneration. I've had further eyesight loss after having preceptal cellulitis a few years ago. And, you know, with, with all this, you know, having a mother that's quite worried and you have to put on a brave face. You have to, you learn that no matter what's going on, putting a smile on your face is the best thing to do. Not only for her, not only for my family, but also for myself. Because, you know, there's a saying, fake it till you make it. But then there's this whole idea of imposter syndrome that comes along. So it's almost like rather than faking it, it's you've got to face it. You've got to have faith in yourself. You've got you to really believe in yourself that you can make it through. And that's what I've had to do my whole through my childhood. My parents moved me from school to school. They, I have, uh, I'm now diagnosed with ADHD since I was 16, but my mom didn't want to accept that. She didn't want to put me on medication. And eventually, you know, that happened. So I moved around seven schools. And at the age of 15, another major event happened in my life which caused me to have post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I still live with that today. And this major event was being hit by the car and this woman getting out her car and starting to assault me when I was walking to the bus stop to go to school. And I was, at the time, I really didn't know what to think, what to feel, how to react. And I, I just froze. Now, the way that things work in your body and, and how you react to things is the key. One thing that I really say and really feel like is the most important thing is our mindset. I always say that we have a choice. It might not be the easiest choice, but it definitely is one. It's a choice that we have and that we can learn to have. And I promise you that I'm there to support every single one of you in this room now or on your journey to achieve that because I know that it's possible and I know that it's possible for you as well because I've been there and I've been through adversities and I've managed to come out on the other end of it and I own my own company in HR and financial technology. I recently partnered with a firm in America, Armour Recruitment, and I own 60% of that company and I also have started Sugarman Coaching and later on I've got some other plans to expand this coaching stuff to support people. Now I believe that you know we each deserve this coaching and we each deserve support and we each deserve to be successful so it's just a matter of finding the right people with the right life experiences to be able to support that. And what I believe is that your adversities, they create resilience. And that's the way to look at it rather than all these adversities are holding me back. And that's how I've got to where I am at the age of 22. The other day I received a message from my headmaster on LinkedIn, uh, an old headmaster. And he said, wow, you really shock us. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Jeez. I look back and um, I, I see that I've, I've made my, my teachers proud and I've, you know, shocked them. I was this sweet, cheeky kid that got away with absolutely anything. And I feel like it's my personality and my ability to sort of, you know, be happy and, and strike a charm that has helped me through. And I, I don't believe that 
anyone else, you know, can hold themselves back. You know, everyone can have that sweet charm. Everyone can put that smile on their face. It's a choice. And it's also a learning experience. You see, all the time that I've been through my life, I can say that I can take things, these mistakes or these things I've been through as something really, really bad. And I have had points where I have. When I was 15, I went through that period of, you know, not being like thought, thinking that I was going crazy because of this PTSD, not knowing I had PTSD, trying to hide the fact from everyone, you know, my parents, my family, my friends. And it wasn't until a friend said to me, I know what's going on with you. You need help. And, and she helped me to get that help. And what we have to learn is that it's, it's okay to have ADHD. It's okay to have PTSD. It's okay to have dyslexia, dyspraxia, other physical health conditions and still love life to the fullest but it's what we've got to challenge ourselves towards. It's what we've got to pick ourselves up with that gets us to the very end and the very end of where we'd like to be in terms of our goals. Now I see, there's, I, I see that there's no end. And you know, with that, I'd like to thank Stanley. I'd like to thank Dr. Marina for being able to put my story out there for me to, to be able to support others to be out there. Now I'm looking forward to the questions Stanley has for me and I'm looking forward to everyone else's questions as well. Thank you, Gabriella. What a beautiful story. <clears throat> Gabriella, um, money is just energy. And do you remember a time in your life when you were unhappy with your finances? I wouldn't say I've ever particularly been unhappy with my finances. I've been unhappy with money itself. When I when I went through this accident, well, you can call it an accident, but this accident and assault, I my parents later took took this lady to court and I got money for it. Now, now money wasn't the thing that was going to solve the issue. And at that point when I went to court, nobody knew I had post traumatic stress disorder. Nobody knew what was truly going on in my head. And, and nobody knew that this woman had assaulted me. And I wouldn't tell anyone because I thought it was my duty to almost keep this, this lady's child safe because, you know, this, how could a kid lose her mother at that age? You know, this kid was maybe six, seven, sitting in front of the car, just crying. And I, 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 I sort of blamed myself and well, I didn't just blame myself. I also blamed the woman heavily, heavily, heavily. And this woman, like it, it, what I felt like, it's like, I don't care about her money or her insurance's money. That's, that's not what changes my story because I'm gonna forever go through that memory. And I'm, I'm gonna forever, you know, have that memory. It's how I react to that memory that's truly there, but I don't see money as something that can forgive what hap what has happened and that's where i say you know money is energy but is it the right energy is it the right energy for this particular moment i hope that's answered your question yes thank you gabriella so in your experience in dealing with people and helping them with various blockages if we talk about money specifically 
And this is a topic which has only recently been open to discussion, to good dialogue between people. What are the limiting beliefs that you perceive in your daily dealings that people have, or yourself for that matter, around money? What are the limiting beliefs? Sure. So when I look at finances and money and and beliefs in people, I've grown up very fortunate to have a father who's who's in finance. He's an equity analyst and and, uh, I've grown up to understand a little bit into investing your money and saving your money and the importance of it. But I've also grown up around like my father being extremely measured individual. You know, a lot of people will go and they'll invest in some Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies or, or different areas in Forex. They're extremely volatile. Now, there is potential there, but I wouldn't say put all your money there. And it's almost like they're saying, put your money where your mouth is, because if you want something crazy, you're going to. But one one thing that I look at is I, I almost not to offend anybody, but I categorize these things in saying that we have people who budget to the, the needs. We have people who budget, save money and invest, but invest very sensibly and very cautiously. And then we have the people that invest on a, in a volatile manner and expect results every time and not necessarily are going to get those results. Now, when I look at the platform across, how I'd see myself and how I'd see myself and my beliefs is that I wouldn't say it's limiting. I'd say either way, if, if you look at either end of the spectrum, it's limiting in what you're going to get and what you're going to achieve. Because if you constantly invest in a volatile manner, you're, you're going to get that volatility. You're going to lose everything at some point and you're not going to be able to invest again. And then if you look at the other end, you're just purely surviving off of what you have. Now, if you look at the middle bridge, you know, there, there is sense in that. But I'd like to take things on another level where after you've invested and you've, you've earned money at a steady pace through measured investing. We were talking about the conversations that are taking place within society well, around the concept of positive money energy. And what is your take on the benefit of those discussions? I think they're somewhat beneficial. Also, they uh, have their detriment as well, because we we look at ourselves and we go comparing each other to well, go comparing ourselves to each other. And we each come from different circumstances financially or our upbringing, whether it be financials or our general upbringing to understand certain circumstances. Now, my upbringing, your bringing, Stanley, and your financial background is very different to mine, potentially. And if I go comparing myself or going to look at other people's financial status and, and how they got there, it might not correlate with myself and how I can potentially get there. But on the other hand, we can take bits and pieces that work for other people ourselves that could go forward and we can take it and, and, and take ourselves forward upon, you know, gathering bits of pieces of information that fits with us. You know, it's all very well learning from other people's mistakes and it's brilliant, but we also need to learn from our mistakes and our previous selves. And one thing I really say is don't go comparing yourself to others, but compare yourself to your past self and learn from that. 
and also learn from others' mistakes so you don't have to go through them yourself, but mainly focus on yourself. Thank you, Gabriella. Do you practice gratitude? Yeah, most definitely. You know, there's sometimes when it's quite hard to, but there's times when I know that the only thing that can get me through what I'm going through is gratitude, is being grateful for what I have instead of what I don't have. I can look at I can look at it and say my eyesight and my left eye is is getting a lot worse and potentially won't have that in the future. And but I can also look at the fact that I have a wonderful family. I have brilliant friends. I I've met some brilliant people on Clubhouse and I've got I've got so much ahead of me despite or, or in spite of what I've been through. Practicing gratitude and, and being thankful for what you have and being thankful for what you've been through is so important. Now, one thing I say is I don't regret anything that's happened in my life. I don't regret it, even, even that accident, because what it has brought me is that resilience. And I'm kind of thankful in a way. I'm thankful for the growth and resilience. I can take an element out of it and be thankful. But gratitude and, and, and gratefulness is what gets you far, is what takes you out of your head and stops you ruminating from all your, your past troubles or, or what's going on that's holding you back. Be grateful for the positivity. Be grateful for, for the resilience that's built and, and take yourself forward on that and thrive on that. My last question to you for the day is how do you visualize abundance and wealth? That's a really good one. Some, a number of people have told me by the time I'm 30, I'm expecting you're going to be a billionaire. And I take that as a challenge, not because of the finances, but because, you know, someone's told me that they think I can get there. I want to prove to not just anyone else, but prove to myself that I can. The finance is very important because it is money is definitely energy and there is abundance of it out there. You see, once... Bitcoin wasn't a value. Once the pound, the sterling, the, the, if you look, the shekel, the dollar, if you look at every currency, it wasn't a value once. It's as soon as we believe in it, as soon as we take faith in it, is that it becomes a value. Now, it's very interesting if you look at Bitcoin, if you look at cryptocurrency, how that came to fruition and how it's flourishing right now is because there's been a circulation of people who have believed in it and who are trying to get others to believe in it and invest in it so it grows and grows and grows. Now, we can take that as it's an abundance. You know, it was once nothing and now it's everything. And now it can be anything. Now, what you need to look at is what do you want to valueize in your life? What, what can I value? What can I take away from this and turn into finances? What can I take away from my experiences, my skills, and turn into finances and making it abundant? You know, abundance is, is so important. And it's to know that your mindset can also be abundant and to know that you're a powerful individual. You know, it's, it's having faith in yourself and it's having faith in these things that make things abundant. And faith, even if it's not faith in, in God or your religion or whatever that might be, if you don't believe in God or religion, it's having faith in you that makes you abundant. Gabriela, where can our listeners find you? I'm across social media, but the best place to probably catch me is Instagram, LinkedIn or Clubhouse. And is looking for support, is looking for growth, is looking to turn their adversities into growth. 
I am more than happy to support them and feel free to get in touch with me. I want to thank you, Gabrielle, for being my guest on Rich Women Real Estate Podcast. And I'm very grateful for our listeners. If you enjoyed the interview, I would like to invite you to share and listen to Gabriella's podcast on richwoman.co. That's richwoman.co. You can Google it. And also to follow us on the clubhouse room above with the little greenhouse. Follow us. We're going to go back to the clubhouse for questions and answers. Thank you, Gabriella. Thank you. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.